Hey guys, it's your girl Keish, and this is episode 9 of Empress Speaks Fashion Faith Love Life. It's Father's Day, and you know I couldn't sell my fellas short. I had to do something for my brothers. My brothers, I have not forgotten about you. So first, let me start by saying Happy Father's Day. Feliz Dias de las Padres to all my fathers, grandfathers, the bonus dads, the uncles, the brothers, the coaches, and the mentors. I pray that you all have an amazing day. And I also would like to give a moment of silence for the fathers that we have lost. So let's get into it, because I'm not about to sell my brother short. I always hear men complain that we women get everything for Mother's Day, and all they get is socks and a little wrinkly dinkly tie that they ain't gonna wear i'm not about to do y'all like that for today's show i have a special guest my first guest might i add to the show and he's gonna drop some little razzle dazzles for the fellas you know what i'm saying he's gonna drop some little gems for y'all life he's a good friend of mine mr norris jameson He's from Shiverport, Louisiana, the youngest of four. He's a mental health substance abuse counselor with 17 years of active duty in the military. He also has two podcasts, Black Souls and Unconditional Education. You can find them both on all your listening platforms. He enjoys running, working out, and reading books. I've been trying to get with him on the workout tip. You know what I'm saying? But that's a story for another episode, okay? Cause um I'm still trying to get right with my fitness. Don't 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 judge me. Don't judge me. I am I'm still trying to get it right with my fitness. But his most important job that he has is being a father to two beautiful children, a 16-year-old girl and a seven-year-old son. For joining me on the show today. I really appreciate you taking time to chat it up with me on this important subject. I think that fathers are just as important as mothers, and I feel like good fathers don't get enough credit. Um, I know a lot of men that are great fathers and they get the hardest time. So I really just wanted to like touch base on fatherhood and what it has been like for you thus far. So I have like a whole rack of questions to ask. Okay, okay. So why do you think fathers are important? Well, I feel like fathers are important because, you know, we're the creators. Uh, I know a lot of people might think that sounds crazy, but it almost goes back, excuse me, it goes back to like the spiritual area as well, you know, uh, Men were the creators. Uh, women were created from our rib. So um, th- I think it's very important when we take a step back as men to understand that being the creators, uh, you're creating something. You're bringing something on your name that's going to carry on your heritage. It's going to carry on everything. Um, so that when I think of being a father, that's why I think it's important because we're the creator of that um, daughter, that son. You know, So I feel like that's why it's important. I think so too. I think that fathers are, I, I think you guys don't get enough credit to be real honest. I really feel like it's the credit is always to us moms, but you guys are just as important um, 
to our children as we are. So are there things that you wish you have done differently as a father thus far? I know you have like a 60-year-old. So I would probably say with her, um, were there things that you feel like you could have done differently with her that you implemented like with your son? Definitely, definitely. And I would say uh, the first thing would be the disciplinary area, you know, um, as being a father and any father that may listen to this, especially young fathers. Um, you know, I grew up in the eighties. So, you know, of course people believe in, you know, spanking your children, you know, you used to hear all the time, spare the rise, spoil the child type of okay. thing. Um, that's one of the things I wish I would have did differently with my daughter is my area of discipline. Um, because as a man, when you think back, you know, we, you should never hit a hit a girl. You know, what I mean, even mm-hmm. like it's it's weird. You know, we don't think about that. You know, growing up, seeing your sisters get a whooping and all that. But and when you really take a step back, that could be a negative thing, depending on how that child takes that. You know, as they grow up, grow up, yeah. Um, you know, especially working in the mental health career field, I see it a lot. You know, uh, that could be trauma, especially if that father was very overly aggressive when when discipline the child. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that would be the one thing that I would like to change if I could go back. Cause I was, you know, 18 years old uh, when I had my daughter. So I was very young. So, you know, it's kind of just going through the motions of certain things. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been, I've been blessed to raise a beautiful 16 year old who's about to turn 17 in a week. Um, so I did a great job. She's, she's done great. But that's one of the things that I really wish that if I could turn back the hands of time, it would definitely be in the discipline area. Great. Um, Do you think that today's fathers have things harder or easier than you had them probably growing up? I think they have it um, actually harder. Um, The reason why I say that is because, you know, I was blessed again to grow up in a two parent household. father who's still living you know shout out ted jameson senior you know happy father's <laughs> day to you as well um but i i had a great example of a father um mm-hmm. and a lot of young men don't have that today mm-hmm. so i so i think when you look at today's fathers um they don't have the advantages that i had they didn't get to see a man raise their family uh, continue to raise it in a two-parent household, mm-hmm. things of that nature. So I feel like they actually have it harder, especially with social media. Um, you know, a lot of people glorify these men who have money, the wealthy. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's not too many celebrities that have stayed with their partner or, you know, a lot of people are co-parenting now, mm-hmm. uh, some, something I do as well. But, you know, that's one of the things that I would say, I think they actually have it harder just because the examples aren't there anymore. And babies are having babies now, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was in high school, they were already starting, where was it, uh, 16 and pregnant. You know, that, uh-huh, was a sh- uh-huh. that, be- that became a show. So I feel like uh, they actually have it harder now because they're having babies when they're babies, too. So I'm in agreement. I think, yeah. um, like you said, like I grew up in the, I, I was born in the 80s, I grew up in the 90s. But I was blessed to be brought up in a two-parent home. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of my friends, 90% of my friends, they did not have that. It was either their mom or it was either their grandmom raising mm-hmm. them. A couple of friends had just their dad, but it was mostly 
you know, single parent households. And I feel like it's difficult. Like I, I could say for myself, like I have three boys and it's difficult. I feel like they need that male structure. You know, they need yeah. to see examples of a man and how he, a, a household is run, you know, how he helps to run a household and things that men should do. Me as their mother, I could teach them how to be caring. I could teach them how to be loving. You know, I could teach them mm-hmm. some principles, yes, but I feel like they do need a man around. They do need their fathers. They do need men to teach them manly things that I can't, yes. you know? So I'm in agreement. Like th- in, in this day and age, it's difficult because a lot of, there's not a lot of two parent households. There's a lot of single parents. And, you know, they don't, they don't see the examples. The, the examples they're seeing is the money, the fame, mm-hmm. and all that. So they're not really seeing how, you know, a man has to work hard. Or a man has to have certain principles, you know, for everyday life. So I'm in, I'm in agreement with that. So uh, my other question is, what was one of the hardest moments you had being a father? And why do you think it was hard? Why was it hard? What was the hardest moment you had Ooh. being a father? And why was it hard? Okay, so this is going to be a little personal moment. Uh, mm-hmm. So for those who do listen to my podcast, I have had my daughter on the show. So it's nothing new to those who listen. But I think the hardest thing I had to do as a father was to step away from my marriage and, you know, start to co-parent lifestyle. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember at that time, my daughter was 10 years old. So I remember breaking that news to my daughter actually talking to her you know I can remember that day very vividly talking to my daughter on the stairs at the home at home and giving her that information that you know hey things are going to be going this way Um, and I would say that was the hardest moment that was the hardest moment but now it's been one of the biggest and and great in my life so at the same time it was the hardest but it actually had a lot of blessings on the back end so do you think um, that at that time that she took it hard or did, did do you feel like maybe she expected like oh you and mom not going to be together so like it's like I'm not going to see you you're not going to you know be a part of my life like regular did did she take that hard or did she feel that way yeah she took it very hard even on our episode she talked about that like she was she didn't know what was going to happen you know at 10 years old you know, she's processing it, but she's not processing it, you know. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So she did take it very hard. She didn't know how things were going to look. Um, but I know I made her that promise that, you know, dad's going to consistently be there. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing's going to change other than, you know, the distance apart. But uh, my role as your father will stay the same. And we continue to keep that promise. And, you know, now she's 16 going on 17. And, you know, we're we're close to, you know, we think it's Steve. So mm-hmm. uh, everything worked out. But I would say that's definitely the hardest part of being a father and the hardest decision I had to make as a father. Okay. What traditions did your father pass on to you that you have passed on to your children? Oh, um, uh, well, my father passed on me to be an independent thinker. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's something that that's uh, a that's that's a good thing though. <laughs> that's a good thing. You know, and, and my daughter is pretty much she's like my twin. If I was a female, she would be she would definitely be it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of the things that I pass on to my um 
daughter definitely is just that uh, being your independent thinker, think for yourself, mm-hmm. uh, have your own beliefs, um, mm-hmm. and you know, study and and, and be a scholar in whatever you're going to believe in, whatever you're going to support. Just have you know some backing behind it, but don't think like the crowd. Don't follow. Just be a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very cliche. You know, a lot of people hear that a lot. You know, telling their children to be leaders, but that's really what they need to be, um, being independent thinkers, being able to think for themselves and move move on their own beat of their own drum. Mm-hmm. My daughter's been very, very successful at that, and I really am glad that she continues to follow that suit. So that's one of the things I was. I think that's a great thing to implement. Um, I implement that to my son as well. He's like the same age as your daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 16 as well, but we want like I feel you know what I honestly feel like when we were growing up I could say for myself in the times when I was growing up our parents didn't really want us to be those kind of like free thinkers it's like they want you to follow suit (laughs) they wanted us to follow suit with what they wanted for us you know and of course as parents we want the best for our children and we want you know we want them to make the good decisions but now you know from the experience that I have and I think you know plus with us being a little younger too we still you know what I'm saying we still young (laughs) I feel like I you know I talk to my son a lot and I want him to be able to like have some discernment and to make decisions for himself and to think for himself and I let him know like in life you're going to make a a, a wrong decision here and there you know you, you may make mistakes but that's a part of life and that's how you learn and that's how you grow and like I'm here for backup support, you know. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the first so. thing I tell my daughter all the time is make your decisions, and and like you said, make those mistakes. Definitely, um, understand what you're saying about like the way we were brought up. You know, we, I'm sure you were brought up like I was. We we're in the church all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of our upbringing was actually you know almost religious based other than mm-hmm. you know so you really didn't have a thought process it was just well, whatever was going on in the what what's correct and, and you just think that way and you know as you get older you start to see like some of those same people that you know you, that you thought was living life correctly wasn't yeah but so, so yeah I think that's the big thing I would say uh, for me it was more like my parents are not from here so I was firstborn um what how, how would they say first generation american born here mm. so my parents they didn't treat us they treat us like the way they were raised back home so like we couldn't like there's certain things we could not talk about like we could not talk about sex we could not talk yeah. about boys we couldn't like that you don't talk about that like you know certain things that i feel like as a parent now that's important to talk to um talk about with my my son for him to know what's going on and to talk to me about how he feels about certain things, like for, for him not to make like, you know what I'm saying? Certain mistakes that I feel like our parents was like, we, we had to make like some terrible choices because we didn't know what was going on. (laughs) Like they wouldn't let us talk about this stuff. So I'm like, look, I'm trying to find out what's going on. You understand what I'm saying? So. And I feel like that's, that's how you build trust too with Mm -hmm. your children. That's Mm -hmm. how you build trust just being open parent and not being naive you know i feel i feel like you know when you're naive and you're not thinking that your kids aren't aren't doing anything yeah that's the truth that's the truth i try um very much to be 
open with him and and I, I sometimes he'd be giving me information that I really don't want to know but I want to know <laughs> it's like I didn't really want to know that but I want to know that but yeah that it just makes me feel good that I feel like he can come and talk to me about you know stuff like that yeah that's good, that's really good. so um my other question is what are some stereotypes about black fathers and how are you changing the narrative? Oh, so the, uh, the one of the first ones I would say is that uh, we're not present. Mm-hmm. Um, and the re- the way I'm changing that is my biggest key word that I always tell my children is, you know, dad's going to be consistent. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I've always done is that I'm going to be consistent. I'm not going to miss anything that my children feel are is important. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big key need to take away too you know mm-hmm. you know it's not always about the birthdays and the holidays mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. can be something as simple as you know my daughter receiving her letterman or um they're getting their senior rings for high school it could mm-hmm. be other things so I always try to make sure that um I'm present in that way and also when I mean the word present too is what we just spoke about it's just being communication and yeah, being able them. to talk to them and and being present in that moment and not react to everything, just, just mm-hmm. being present. So that would be the first thing. Um, one of the other stereotypes you see a lot is that we're lazy and uneducated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that's a big, big one for Myth, me. Because, yeah. yeah, that's a big um, because I know a lot of African-American men definitely that are out here grinding, um, getting their education on and having their own business, entrepreneurs. Um, I'm doing the same. I have pursued my education or I have a career that I'm about to retire from soon in a couple of years. So mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the biggest um, narratives that I've seen. So, Okay. So what advice do you have for new fathers? Uh, the, what I have for new fathers is understanding the importance of time. Um that's one of the things I think a lot of times we miss out on, especially kind of speaking on today's situations, like you said, like we spoke about at the beginning, uh, a lot of co-parenting is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have noticed a lot of men who don't come into their children's lives because they feel mm-hmm. like they're not financially stable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell men that valuable than your, your pockets will ever be. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes nothing to take your son or daughter to a park. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes nothing to just ride around, <laughs> like mm-hmm. literally just ride around, have those conversations with your sons and daughters, um, going to taking them to see their other cousins and, and nieces and nephews and going to see family. Those things are priceless. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think they have to put money into something. And um, I, I feel like the biggest thing for new fathers is just give that time. I mean, it's just like when they're infants, right? We're very mm-hmm. tentative. We're very tentative to their needs. We're there when they're crying. We're there when they're hungry. It's the same thing you do when they get older. Mm-hmm. Now they can just verbalize it. You know? oh, yeah. So, yeah. That's so true. It's time. Just time. And again, going back to being present. So that's what I would tell new fathers. Just time and being present. What do you wish someone had told you about being a dad before your first child was born? You know what? Uh, nothing because I actually had a great example you know like Mm -hmm. I said before like my dad was amazing he still is amazing um 
I was blessed to actually have that. You know, we were like the Brady Bunch family. Mm-hmm. You know, even though we grew up in the hood, we everybody wanted to come to our house. We would mm-hmm. always have everyone over. Um, my dad showed us, you know, what it what it means to work every day. You know, take care of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, I never see I never see my father and mother yell in my mm-hmm. eighteen years of living in a home. I never seen him. I never seen him drink. Never seen him curse, mm-hmm. you know. So like those are things that you know I grew up in, um, and I still talk to my dad about that to this day. Uh, when he surprised me coming to D.C. for Memorial Day weekend, I <laughs> we told him we about that. I was like, Dad, you know, we never seen you and Mom argue, or and he was just speaking like, you know, those are around your children. You know, you yeah, can have disagree. Yeah. You can have disagreements, but you make sure you have those conversations amongst yourselves Alone, and not yeah. around your children. Yeah. yeah. So it was just those things like that. But like I said, I've been blessed to have a great, great example of a father, truly the example of a father and a man. So I'm happy you had that experience because that turned yeah. that, you know, it, it reflects in who you oh, yeah. are as a man and how you are as a father. And that is a great, 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 great thing. Yeah. Um, so the last thing will be some five tips, a couple of tips for fathers. So one um, I will put forth is self-awareness, what you can tell fathers on their journey of fatherhood about, you know, self-awareness. Uh, so when I when I think about self-awareness, I think about, again, it sounds crazy if people are going to be like, man, they're, they're saying the same thing over again. But it's about being present. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many things that I notice, you know, especially when uh, my daughter got into the world of social media. Um mm-hmm self-awareness you know it kind of went away from me being self-aware but me being more self-aware of like her insecurities her her fears because you know a lot of times our children lean towards social media and and validation you know so uh i just when i think of self-awareness it's more being self-aware for your children gotcha Uh, yeah more being more cautious of like what's going on uh i'm the type of dad i could tell you every new rapper that's out i could tell you every new rap song just because it's not that I listen to it, it's because my daughter listens to it. Mm-hmm. So, so just being aware of what's around her, what she's listening to, um, and again, those are ways to start conversations as parents too. I think mm-hmm. we forget that, you know, when you can sit down and talk about something that you know, a music video or a song. I think those things just let your children know that, hey, mom or dad are they're being present, present, there. yeah. And so they are aware of what's going on. So that's one of the biggest tips I would give. Like you said, when it comes to self-awareness, just being self-aware for your children. So, okay, what about fathers caring for yourself? You mean us, the man? Yeah, the man. These oh. are these are like stuff oh. for dad. What they need no, to know oh, on their okay. journey about caring for yourself. Oh well, I have to throw this plug in there since I work in mental health. Uh, mental health is very, very important. Um, as a man, I I will speak for myself and anyone who's um, experiencing this, you know, I went through a lot of like self-esteem things and um, things of that nature. You know, even though the world might see me as one thing, um, a lot of times we don't care about ourselves. Going back to that hard decision I had to make years back, you know, separating from my uh, children's mother, that was tough. Um, that that took a toll on me. And from that point on, it was a few years where I didn't know like where I stood as a person, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Be- because again, growing up in a two parent home, I thought that was the dream. That was the ideal of what I should do and what should be happening. 
Right. And when I yeah, when I failed at that. So I would tell a lot of men just uh, understand your flaws. Uh, live your truth when it talks about caring for yourself. Live mm-hmm. your truth. Uh, everybody's not going to like you, uh, but that's okay as long as you live your truth and care for yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, there's nothing you're going to be able to do for your children and you won't be productive for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I tell people that. So, you have to be 100% for your children. So, yeah, care for yourself is very, very important. So, the next um the next one would have been fathering skills. Do you have anything to throw in about fathering skills? Anything that you haven't said in reference to? Uh, no, just uh communication. Mm-hmm. Communication. Uh especially for fathers out there with daughters. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know we always think about that um scene from Bad Boys with Martin and Will Smith. And they come to the door, mm-hmm. you know, like I tell dads, that's not what you really, that's not what you really want to do. It looked cool for the movie. <laughs> that's not the type of dad you want to be, you know, mm-hmm. um, that overprotecting would actually push your daughter away. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to fathering skills, I would say learn how to love unconditionally. Um, take whatever news, whatever information you receive take it, process it, and be able to just love unconditionally. That's one of the, uh, I think, one of the most positive things as a father that I have and the ability to do. And I think any other father that can uh, embody that skill of just unconditional love, unconditional love is, um, I think it'll take them a long way. Great. And the last one is relationship skills. Any tips on relationship skills? Oh man, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm the one you want to talk about this. Uh, <laughs> um, no. Uh, well, you could talk. It could be any relationship. Like it could be since you you guys are co-parenting. That's a good, you know, okay, like okay. Uh, as far as like co-parenting with your um your ex-wife or your kids. Like, okay, okay. it's I think that's I think it's important. Like I do not have uh, well anybody who listens to my podcast. And anyone who knows me personally knows that I wish I had a better co-parenting relationship with my ex-husband. I don't. But your kids look at that. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's good to have like a healthy co-parenting relationship with the parent, you know, with the opposite parent. Because your kids look at that. And even relationships with other people, they look at how we have relationships they look at how we treat other people and how, you know what we accept from other people as well i i think yeah. and kind of just leaning off of that when it comes to co-parenting um the biggest thing the skill that i embodied was understanding your own faults mm-hmm. uh, i think that's what made our co-parenting situation so good because even after we separated uh we communicated a lot like uh mm-hmm. You know, I continue to like apologize and talk about the things that I've done wrong mm-hmm. and then also be there for her as well. You know, um, a lot of people don't understand how important consistency is for a mother. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, when, when a mother is now being a single parent, her it's biggest, tough. like, yeah, her biggest thing in life is consistency. Consistency. Right? It, it's tough. It's tough. Every, I, yeah. One thing I could, I could, I will definitely pick up. Look, we're going to have us a co parenting podcast. <laughs> I'm already like throwing you in there already. <laughs> so just FYI, we will do a co-parenting 
podcast because I have a lot of things to talk about in reference to that. But what I wanted to say is like me being a single mom, you know, it's not even, yes, money plays a part, but me as my parent, um, my kids main parent, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to support my child financially, whether dad is there or not. Right. But all we want, all I want from him is the consistency like be present that's what i want i just want you to be present for them you know um like i said fathers are very very important and 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 you know what another thing that i feel like i wouldn't say is uh, this it's like i said we got to have a (laughs) co-parent we we have to talk about this co-parenting business it's it's a lot because like in this day and age i know a lot of i have a lot of male friends who I know are great fathers, but they get the hardest time from the mothers of their children because they are not with them. You know what I mean? So it's like everybody has their personal feelings and they're mad at the other parent because of, you know, the relationship didn't work out or what they, you know what I mean? And then the child suffers because, you know, uh, they, they can't get along. And then furthermore, it's like, the child suffers because they can't get along and then the father I know I noticed this with a lot of I would say this a lot of our African American men mm-hmm. they don't we don't they don't like court they don't like <laughs> the police they don't like to fight you know it's like I feel like you have just as much responsibility to your child as the mother do you understand mm-hmm. like I feel like if you stand up for yourself and you fight for your child you know, for your rights for your child. Uh, but men, the, black men don't like to do that. A lot of them do not like to do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so they just, I, they just will not be present and just let the mom just be like, whatever, just let her do, you know, whatever she wants to do. But then the, the kid suffers. But you know, with that, to me though, it's still because I don't care what a woman is putting you through. If your child is your priority, Again, it goes back to being consistent. Like mm-hmm. when me and when me and my ex-wife first uh, separated, it wasn't easy. You know what I mean? Like the friendship we have now was not what we had at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But every time something she might have done that I didn't like, I had to take a step back as a man and mm-hmm. understand that hey, if, I, and take a step back and understand that hey, if I if I didn't want to be in this predicament, I wouldn't made the decisions that I made. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. a lot of parents, you know, a lot of fathers and, you know, parents in general, I think that's why a lot of co-parenting doesn't work because people still want to point the blame or they don't want to do something because mm-hmm. the other person didn't do, you, mm-hmm. can't, you can't do that. You have mm-hmm. a man, you have to follow suit and do what you need to do as a man and allow everything else to fall into place. Um, it doesn't matter what the demands are the lady wants. If the lady wants child support, give her child support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah not an argument you're taking care of your children at the end of the day yeah um so and that's what i always thought about is that you know as long as i do the right thing as a father god is going to continue to bless me and mm-hmm. that's what i have and that's what i have seen you know a lot of people a lot of men we like to worry about the unknown and we want to mm-hmm. make sure that we're going to be good to go and, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day if you're doing right trust me everything else falls in line so like you said, we do. We I would love to talk about co-parenting because I think it's a lot out there that people don't think about, and 
the the type of relationship that me and my ex-wife have, I feel like everyone can have it. It just takes some mm-hmm. time to work at it. You know, so. Well, yeah, we need to have this podcast because I need to know how to get to that point. Because, <laughs> child, <laughs> honey, <laughs> we ain't nowhere near there at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that pretty much sums up um, what I wanted to discuss about fatherhood, happy Father's Day again to all the dads. And thank you, Mr. Norris, for joining me. So what do people call you? What do you like people to call you? Uh, you, you can call me Norris. Uh, some people call me Jay. I mean, it really don't matter. This is all about like how you know me and what you, you know me from. So Okay, okay. Yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter for me. Just don't call me Chuck. Just don't call you Chuck? Yeah, you know, everybody like the little Chuck Norris joke. So, <laughs> you know, uh, All right, I'll keep that in my mind not to call you Chuck. But yeah, I really yeah. appreciate you taking your time out to drop these little, you know, I call my little gems. You call them gems. I call them little razzle-dazzles, you know. <laughs> like, the little razzle-dazzles for the, for the fellas today. I didn't want to, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to do my, my dudes wrong because I always be like, they don't get nothing for Father's Day. Yeah. Women get everything for Father's Day. So I wanted to drop some positivity, some good insight about fatherhood for the fellas. So that's my gift to you for Father's Day, guys. Okay. Good podcast. We're talking about fatherhood and our perspective in this day and age. So I really appreciate you taking the time um to join me. And uh y'all heard him gave his word, right? That uh we doing a co-parenting podcast. So oh, yeah. I'm, gonna him, I'm gonna hold him to that. That we will do a co-parenting podcast. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. All right. All right. Again, thank you to Mr. Jameson for joining me tonight, being my first guest on the show. I really appreciate it. Again, guys, you can find his podcast, Black Souls, on Spotify. Make sure you tune in and you can catch him there. course i have a scripture for you and that scripture is deuteronomy 6 6 through 9 and it reads and these words that i command you today shall be on your heart you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes you shall write them on the doorsteps of your house and on your gates i wanted to just um give a prayer for the fathers out there So let me take this moment and leave you guys with a prayer. Thank you, Father, for all the father figures of the world. Lord, I pray specifically for the fathers and fatherhood across our land. Your word instructs fathers to bring up their children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, God, for the men who are leading according to your statutes and the ones that are laying their lives down for your purposes. We pray that you will continue to use these men to lead their families and other men. 
We pray that you will strengthen the fathers of our nation and that you will continue to empower them, Lord, and other men to invest in fathers and fatherhood for the sake of our children. We pray for the single fathers, Father God. I pray for the single fathers out there, whether they are raising their children alone or even if they are doing the best that they can with the time that they have to be with their children, God. We pray for strength. We pray for protection. We pray for wisdom and discernment to help them through whatever trials that they may be facing, Father God. We pray for the dads out there who are being alienated from their children right now. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would shield and shelter them from the pain and the possibly and possibly the anger, Father God, that may be rising up and within them, Lord. I pray for you to strike down the barriers that are hindering these dads from seeing their children. And Lord, we lift up the dads right now that are stepping up to the plate as fathers for whatever reason. And finally, Father God, we lift the men that are on the front lines in the battle for fatherhood and on the war against fatherlessness. God, your word says that you will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. And we believe that this will be the internal fruit that generational curses will become generational blessings. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, 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 and amen. So that sums up the episode, guys. I want to thank again, Norris Jameson, for joining me on today's podcast, episode nine. There's one more episode, guys, episode 10. I don't know what it's going to be about, but it's going to be the final episode for season one. Can y'all believe it? Look at your girl. I'm out here in these streets this summer. I am going to the streets this summer. Can you believe 10 episodes? So definitely stay tuned for the next episode. Follow me on all your listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, um, on Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Follow me on all your listening platforms. Follow me on my social media at Empress Speaks Keish on IG, Keisha Belizean Empress on Facebook. You guys know that Everything I say to you guys is from my heart. It's from love, you know. And, yeah, that's all I got for y'all for this episode until the next one. So, yeah, you know, I hope all you guys have a great Father's Day, fellas. I hope, ladies, y'all did y'all, you know, baby daddies right. You did your, the fathers of your children right. You did your, your real daddies, your fathers right, your grandfathers right. And don't just be getting them in no socks and no ties. Treat these men right. Because it's, it's tough being a man. And in, in, in this day and age, it's tough being a man. And I'm sure it's difficult being a father. They, you know, they have their trials just as much as we do. So they deserve just as much as reward as we do. So shout out again to all my fellas. And I'll see y'all in the next episode. I'm out. <laughs>